1: Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Friday, August 19th, 2022. Coming up this hour,
3: Fed officials send mixed signals on September rate hikes.
1: A new survey finds companies across the country are preparing for layoffs.
3: And Amazon reportedly scrapping its COVID leave policy.
1: And we get more earnings today with John Deere set to report.
4: New York City cracks down on abandoned outdoor dining sheds. Plus, the U.N. calls any military action at a Ukrainian nuclear power plant suicide. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashoward in sports. The Yankees suffered a
5: one-sided loss to the Blue Jays. The Braves beat Jacob deGrom in the Mets.
6: That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington DC, Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app.
3: Good morning, I'm John Tucker.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. And U.S. stock index futures are lower this morning. We're coming up to 501 on Wall Street, and we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. Right now, S&P futures are down 32 points. Dow futures down 194, and Nasdaq futures down 127. The DAX in Germany is down eight tenths of a percent. Ten-year Treasury down 11.30 seconds. Yield 2.92 percent, and the yield on the two-year 3.24 percent. And NYMEX crude oil is. down... Down 1.3% on one point three percent on a dollar twenty two at eighty nine dollars twenty eight cents a barrel. John
3: And Karen Markets this morning reacting to mixed signals from Fed officials. Saint Louis Fed Governor Jim Bullard is leaning hawkish, urging a seventy five basis point move in September, while the Kansas City's Esther George is sounding more cautious. San Francisco's Mary Daly is open to fifty or seventy five basis points, and Minneapolis Chief Neil Kashkari says the central bank remains laser focused on combating inflation.
7: The question right now is, can we bring inflation down without triggering a recession? And my answer to that question is, I don't know.
3: Neil Keshkari making the comments a day after the release of July's Fed Minutes, which showed officials weighing exactly when to slow the pace of rate hikes.
1: Well, lowering inflation and avoiding a recession is a best-case scenario for the Federal Reserve, John, with prices already red-hot, former Fed Governor Randy Krosner said the central bank will be lucky to meet their inflation target.
8: It's very difficult to know exactly where you are because, as I said, the data always come in with with a lag and there can be a lot of shocks that that come in. So I'm sure they're not going to get it exactly right. I think if they're going to make a mistake, it's going to be on uh, tightening a little bit too much.
1: And former Fed Governor Randy Krosner made the comments on Bloomberg's balance of power. Catch the program weekdays at noon Eastern on Bloomberg Radio and Television.
3: Let's look at the action overseas. Stocks in Asia fell overnight to post a weekly decline. China growth concerns continue to weigh on sentiment. Bloomberg's Juliet Sally joins us from Singapore with the latest. Good morning, Juliet.
0: Good morning, John and Karen. A jump in Chinese tech shares and energy stocks
1: helped cap deeper losses on the regional benchmark index. Nickel stocks in the region rose after Indonesia, the world's biggest producer of the commodity, told Bloomberg it plans to impose a tax on exports this year. Investors now look ahead to the Jackson Hole Symposium and closer to home are likely cut by Chinese lenders to the loan prime rate. Concerns about China's slowing economy sending the MSCI Asia-Pacific Index down for the week. In Singapore, Juliet Sali, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Juliet. thank you. Now taking a look at oil. Prices are slumping this morning. NYMEX crude oil is down one and a third percent on $1. twenty-two. It's at $89.28 a barrel. Oil is on track for a weekly loss with lingering concerns over an economic slowdown. Crude has now given up all gains that followed Russia's invasion of Ukraine.
3: Most actively traded in the pre-market this morning. Shares of Bed Bath & Beyond down 41%. This move comes after activist investor Ryan Cohen extended, excited uh, exited his entire stake in the company. Cohen pocketed $68 million in profits after holding Bed, Banth, and Beyond shares for seven months. It's setting up a repeat of other meme stock moments with the price drop for retail investors who relate to the trade being just as dramatic as its ascent.
1: Well, we take a look at the labor market now, John. A new survey from PWC is painting a bleak picture. It says layoffs are in the works at half of U.S. companies. And Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet has that story.
9: Last month, PwC polled more than 700 U.S. executives and board members across a range of industries. Half of respondents said they are reducing headcount or plan to, and 52% have implemented hiring freezes. More than 4 in 10 are rescinding job offers, and a similar amount are reducing or eliminating the sign-on bonuses that have
3: become common to attract talent in a tight job market. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Charlie, thanks. Turning to the pandemic now, we're seeing more signs that corporate America is turning away from prior policies. Days after the CDC shifted its COVID quarantine guidance, Amazon reportedly scrapping its COVID leave policy. Bloomberg's Renita Young joins us live with that story. Good morning, Renita. Good
0: morning, John. The two weeks of paid leave for COVID-19 cases that Amazon offered employees is now gone. Amazon is returning to standard sick leave policies beginning today. And an internal memo published by Business Insider shows the company is also scrapping contact tracing across much of its network of warehouses. Now, this could affect hundreds of thousands of employees at Amazon. It applies to all U.S. employees except for those living in California, New York, Colorado, and Philadelphia. Live in New York, I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak. All
1: right, Renita, thank you. Well, earnings season is winding down, but we get one more report of note this morning. Farming machinery maker Deere publishes results shortly. Bloomberg Intelligence says higher production and supply chain easing should support accelerated growth for the company.
3: And finally, let's talk politics. The legal trouble circling former President Trump, now the judge in the Mar a Lago FBI search warrant hearing is indicating he'd like to unseal at least parts of the search warrant at the heart of the search. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has details.
6: The judge has ordered the DOJ back to court next week with suggested redactions. One of the attorneys for Media Group seeking the release of the document, Diana Schulman, says she feels good about the hearing. He understands
1: that the public is going to likely be entitled to some parts of this warrant application, and its affidavit.
6: So the next hearing is next Thursday, and it seems most likely scenario is that something will be released in very heavily redacted form. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, thanks, Ed.
3: Ahead of the cash open on Wall Street, Dow futures 199 points lower. S&P E-mini futures down 32, and the NASDAQ futures down 126 points. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. That brings us to 507 on Wall Street. Time to bring in Michael Barr with more on what else is going on in New York and around the world.
4: John, thank you very much, sir. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says while outdoor dining is here to stay, the city will remove abandoned dining sheds. Adams says that abandoned or dangerous outdoor dining structures must be torn down quickly.
5: Uh, When a dining shed is no longer in use and it's it's abandoned and it's a safety hazard, we have to turn it tear it down. It can't be a safe haven for for rats. It can't be a safe haven for illegal behavior. Uh, It has to be a place uh, to allow people to enjoy dining.
4: Mayor Adams, the United Nations is urging Russia to stand down and not proceed with its mission to carry out military action at a nuclear power plant in Ukraine. Secretary General Antonio Guterres suggested any action there would be, in his words, suicide.
7: Power cells must prevail to avoid any actions that might endanger the physical integrity, safety or security of the nuclear plant. And the facility must not be used to of any military operation.
4: U.N. Secretary General Guterres repeatedly urged for the plan to be demilitarized. A former top executive of the Trump Organization has pleaded guilty to tax evasion. Alan Weisselberg's guilty plea is part of a larger deal to testify against former President Trump's real estate company. Weisselberg was served five months in jail and paid nearly two million dollars in taxes, penalties, and interest. The number of migrants apprehended entering the U.S. could hit a record two million this year and their release to await processing as Texas Governor Greg Abbott sending busloads of them to Washington D.C. and New York City. Another busload of migrants is expected soon in New York City. Climate change is being considered a factor in the recent return of a brain-eating amoeba, often found in freshwater sources that's being linked to the death of a child in eastern Nebraska. It is the second such probable death in the Midwest this summer, with another incident suspected in Missouri last month. In Nebraska, Douglas County Health Director Dr. Lindsay Hughes suggests being mindful of your exposure in freshwater sources.
0: We are urging the public to simply
1: be aware and to take precautions when they are being exposed to
2: any warm freshwater sources out in public, so lakes, streams, ponds.
4: Dr. Hughes says, though, the illness is rare. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, John. All right,
3: Michael, thank you. And that brings us to 5-10 on Wall Street. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update and good morning, John Stachiaro.
5: All right, good morning, John. The Mets and Braves just played nine games in 15 days. The Mets won 4-5 in New York. The Braves won 3-4 in Atlanta. They beat Jacob DeGrom, scored in the seventh inning for a 3-2 victory that gets them back to three and a half games behind the Mets and the NL East. The Yankee lead AL East a healthy nine games, but at the stadium the night after that dramatic 10-inning win over Tampa Bay, Toronto got the new Yanks starter Frankie Montas with a five-run second inning that included a three-run homer by Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Blue Jays went on to win 9-2. to two. George Springer had four hits for the Jays. Montas in three starts with the Yanks has pitched 14 innings and has allowed 14 runs. The guy he replaced in the Yankee rotation, Jordan Montgomery, now with St. Louis, has made three starts with the Cardinals, and in 17 innings, he's given up one run. Speaking of the Cardinals, they beat Colorado 13 to nothing. a pinch hit grand slam for 42-year-old Albert Pujols, career home run number 690. The big NFL story, Resolution, and how long Deshaun Watson's suspension will be. NFL wanted it longer than the six games originally ruled by an arbitrator. The two sides settled on 11 games, a record fine of $5 million. Watson apologized but did not admit to committing any sexual misconduct.
0: I'm moving on with my career and my life, and I'll continue to stand on my innocence. Just because, you know, settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is is guilty for anything. I feel like a person has the opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that, and we prove that on the legal side, and we're just going to continue to push forward as an individual and as a person. And
5: Watson's first game with his new team, Cleveland, will be Week 13 against his old team, Houston. John Stash Hour, Bloomberg Sports, John.
3: All right, thanks, John. Ahead of the catch open on Wall Street, futures in the red right now. Dow futures down 208 points. The s and E Mini E-mini futures 34 points lower. And the NASDAQ futures are down 130 points, almost 1%. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. And just ahead, we'll get you set up for the trading day. We'll be joined by Kit Jukes, the chief FX strategist at Societe Generale. You're listening to Bloomberg
6: Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. Stock Index futures are falling this morning along with Treasuries after a chorus of Federal Reserve officials reiterated their resolve to continue rate hikes. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures down 30 points this morning. Dow futures down 178. NASDAQ futures down 116. The DAX in Germany is down 7 tenths of a percent. Ten-year Treasury down 1130 seconds. Yield 2.92%. The yield on the two-year, 3.24%. percent NYMEX crude oil is down down 1% or 91 cents at $89.59 a barrel. Comex Gold, down a quarter percent or $4 at seventeen sixty-seven twenty dollars an ounce. The euro, 1.0085 against the dollar. British pound, 1.1881. 1. And the yen, 136.52. And Bitcoin this morning, down more than 7% at $21,700. And today we get earnings from Deere and & Company. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael, good morning.
4: Good morning. Good morning, Karen. A federal judge has ordered the Justice Department to put forward proposed redactions as he committed to making public at least part of the affidavit supporting the search warrant for former President Trump's estate in Florida. The judge gave prosecutors a week to submit a copy of the affidavit. After being accused by more than two dozen women of sexual misconduct, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will now serve an 11-game suspension and pay a $5 million fine. In baseball, the Yankees and Mets lost. The Red Sox, Orioles, and Giants also lost. The Nationals won. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg, John. Michael, thank you. 520 on Wall Street. We are live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker
3: Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Well, as you heard, Karen, Federal Reserve officials reiterating the resolve to continue rate hikes. Uh, traders raising tightening wages for other major central banks around the world. Let's try to get you set up for the trading day ahead. We're joined now by Kit Jukes, Chief FX Strategist at SockGen. Um, i got to start on your home turf, Kit, and uh, I'm waiting for a plague of locusts to hit there in the U.K. W- what's the path forward for the Bank of England and uh, fighting inflation? Does it? Uh, what cost to the UK economy?
10: I think the the cost is the cost is likely to be severe, and the danger, you know, the way that we uh, that we pay for our energy bills and so for our electricity, that which is you know, fixed on on a rolling basis, means that we're going to get a cap on energy bills that goes up every few months, and and the the peak is looking higher and higher, and so so we probably haven't seen peak inflation yet by some distance, and that's uh, that's a source of massive concern. Um to everybody in the u k economy, because obviously everyone has less money for anything else um for for the bank of england I think they they're caught really because um that there's a perfectly good argument uh, that you should say that if the economy is heading to a recession, why bother going on raising rates? you know that'll look after the inflation numbers for you in in the next twelve months and and rate rises now affect the economy in twelve to eighteen months' time by then it'll be different um but but that that you know any any backing down from the rate hikes that are priced in and we've got uh, we, we've got plenty of rate hikes priced in in the coming end. We, we look as if we're going to get to 4% before the Federal Reserve does. Um, it, it just weakens the currency and small open economy or medium-sized open economy. The weaker the currency, the more imported inflation there is, and round and round we go in the circle. So we are we are left with a central bank with Hobson's choice: tighten more than they should, too late in the cycle because they have to be seen to fight inflation really hard. To maintain their credibility both in the foreign exchange market and, frankly, in front of the press. Um, We all saw yesterday in markets how uh, the Central Bank of Turkey cut rates in the face of 80% inflation um, and the markets uh, treated their currency accordingly. So
0: um,
10: it's, yeah, it's not good. I hope we don't get it. Well,
3: that's a, I would argue that's a a central bank that's not anywhere near independent. Uh, uh, Back to the UK, though. Raising rates, the, the sterling is falling. How much farther can it fall?
10: Um, look, I think anything. I, don't, I mean, I don't think we'll get down to one ten. You know, I don't think we're going to go back to the to, 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 to the worst kind of those kinds of levels, uh, um, but um, le- levels of my use. But the um, uh, but I think we'll get you know somewhere like one fifteen is, is quite possible. It, you have to overshoot in, in this process. You know, so. So it's whatever I thought before plus a temporary overshoot from which you come back, and 115 sounds like a sounds like a reasonable. It will make London so cheap for you people.
3: Uh, yeah, well, King Dollar is that going to get dethroned anytime soon? Doesn't look like it, does it? Uh,
10: it, it, it? It's hard, you know. I mean, firstly, because the second most important currency in the world is still, you know, fighting its fight against uh, against natural gas prices uh, as a result of what's going on in Ukraine, and. You know, even even if we get all the uh, storage uh, up to 80%, 70%, 80% full in time for winter in Germany, that's still two and a half, maybe three months of, of storage if things get worse and, and, and Russian gas stops flowing. And in the meantime, we've pushed up the global price of liquid natural gas um, really dramatically. So we're getting enough gas in to get three months of extra supplies uh, at a big economic cost. Uh, and and that's, that's going to – you know, and either either – uh, governments take that on as a huge fiscal hit, or they pass it on to consumers as a massive inflation hit. Take your uh, pick. Uh, uh, so, let's, so Europe is Europe is still hurt.
3: Let's pivot to the U.S. Is a string of um, seemingly weak economic data going to encourage anything close to a a dovish uh, pivot from the Fed?
10: I think the Fed suffers the same kind of problem as, as you know. It's just a lesser degree of this credibility problem. If, if monetary policy works with an eighteen-month lead then, frankly, um, they they should probably pivot more dovishly. But I I don't think they can do that until all the measures of core underlying inflation start to behave. And the most important one of those is wage growth. They need wage growth to top out in a more clear fashion uh, than it is before they'll have it. My sense is uh, as soon as the market talks about the Fed pivoting dovishly, uh, Fed officials come out to reinforce their credibility. That's a recipe a smaller version of what we have here where policy ends up being tighter than the economy needs it, the housing market suffers more, the economic slowdown is a little deeper than it would be, um, and, uh, and, and we go through that cycle. Uh, you know, th- That's the price for, 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 for maintaining central bank credibility these days.
3: Okay, Kit Jukes, always a pleasure, Chief FX Strategist at Societe General this morning. Sterling, 118 right now, down about half a percent. Uh, Kit also mentioned the euro That's Almost a parody. It is down right now, just slightly, against the U.S. dollar. You are listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. And Bloomberg weather for meteorologist Rob Carolyn. Mostly sunny, warm, the high temperature 90 degrees. Partly cloudy tonight, lows in the mid-70s. Tomorrow, partly sunny. Maybe a late day shower by 85
6: to 90 degrees.
3: It's 5.30 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm John Tucker.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. We are just about four hours away from the open of U.S. trading. We get you up to date on the news you need to know at this hour. And U.S. futures are lower this morning as traders react to mixed signals from the Fed. It's unclear exactly how big the central bank's next move will be on interest rates. St. Louis Fed Governor James Bullard wants a 75-basis point move in September. Kansas City's Esther George is more cautious. San Francisco's Mary Daly is open to 50 or 75 basis points. And Minneapolis Fed Chief Neil Kashkari warrants a recession could be on the horizon.
7: As we continue to raise rates, as we continue to raise costs, so to speak, of borrowing across the economy, it should be putting tapping the brakes on the U.S. economy, and that makes it more likely that we would end up in a recession.
1: Now, Kashkari made the comments a day after the release of July's Fed minutes which showed officials weighing exactly when to show the pace of uh, to slow rather the pace of rate hikes
3: and looking at the labor market a new PWC survey paints a bleak picture on the future of the U.S labor market the results show layoffs are in the works at about half of US companies. Despite a tight labor market, the more than 700 U.S. executives and board members polled said they're reducing headcount or plan to, and over half implemented hiring freezes.
1: Well, taking a look at a major market mover this morning, shares of Bed Bath & Beyond down 41 percent. It follows news that activist investor Ryan Cohen exited his entire stake in the company. He pocketed $68 million in profits from the sale.
3: And days after the CDC shifted its COVID quarantine guidance, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon is reportedly removing its COVID leave policy. Let's get more from Bloomberg's Renita Young, who joins us live this morning. Good morning, Renita. Good
0: morning, John. Two weeks of paid leave for Amazon's COVID-19 cases that Amazon offered employees now gone, Amazon is returning to standard sick leave policies beginning today. An internal memo published by Business Insider shows the company's also scrapping contact tracing across much of its network of warehouses. This affects all U.S. Amazon employees except for those living in California, New York, Cal- Colorado, And Philadelphia, live in New York. I'm Renita Young, Bloomberg Daybreak.
3: All right, thanks, Renita. And today we're also going to get earnings from uh, Deer and Company. And ahead of the cash open on Wall Street, Dow futures right now 191 points lower. That's down six tenths of a percent. S&P E-mini futures, they're down 32, down three quarters of a percent. And the Nasdaq futures right now 121 points lower. That's down nine tenths of a percent. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. And that brings us to 533 on Wall Street. And that is time
4: to bring in Michael Barr with more on what else is going on in New York and around the world. John, thank you very much, sir. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says a new multi-agency enforcement initiative will focus on removing abandoned outdoor dining sheds. Adams says, though, outdoor dining is here to stay. and New Yorkers love uh, dining out. and. Uh, We need to do it in the right way uh, to make sure that it's safe,
5: clean, and respectable uh, to our neighbors and those who live in the communities where we have these structures.
4: Mayor Adams made the announcement in front of an unused shed in Midtown before taking a sledgehammer to help bring the structure down. European intelligence officials say Russia is likely using the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in southern Ukraine to shield its troops and equipment, undermining the safety of the plant's operations. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres repeatedly urged for the plant to be demilitarized. Any
7: potential damage to Zaporizhia is suicide.
4: Guterres spoke in Lviv. The former chief financial officer of the Trump Organization pleaded guilty to not paying taxes on almost $2 million in compensation in a Manhattan, New York court. Alan Weisselberg could be called to testify against the organization as early as this fall. Weisselberg will spend five months at Rikers Prison in exchange for the plea deal. Monkeypox cases continue to climb in the U.S., now topping 14,000. The White House monkeypox Response Team announced an additional 1.8 million vaccine doses will be available starting early next week. The head of the World Health Organization's Monkey Pox Response, Dr. Rosamund Lewis, said it is not clear why the U.S. has so many cases.
1: There are other countries in the Americas that are also uh, seeing in steep increases in the number of cases. Um, part of that may be, of course, the spread of the virus. So another component may be, of course, uh, increasing access to testing.
4: The WHO's Dr. Lewis says the U.S. accounts for about a third of all cases worldwide. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Jump.
3: Michael, thank you. And it's now 5.36 on Wall Street. That's time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Good morning, John Stashower.
5: Good morning, John. Mets lost those first two games in Atlanta, but then had the 1-2 punch on the mound. Max Scherzer won his start, but a rare Jacob DeGrom lost. the Braves. a couple of early runs driven in by Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley. Mark Canna, a game-tying two-run homer fifth inning, but Atlanta scored in the seventh off DeGrom and one three to
8: two. It really comes down to two pitches. Um, the one that, uh, to Dansby, just a bad slider over the, over the middle, and then uh, the one to Riley. So, um, you know, that's those are two mistakes that I wish I had back, but, um,
5: you know, they capitalized on it. and uh, You know, it's frustrating, but it is what it is. Mets lead the Braves now by three and a half. Mets start a four-game weekend series tonight in Philadelphia. Then it's the Subway Series in the Bronx, and Scherzer and DeGrom will be the Mets starters, and the Yankees haven't won two games in a row. Since July at the stadium, all Blue Jays 9-2, to a five-run second inning off Frankie Montas' first home start with the Yanks did not go well. The lone Yankee bright spot, the first two major league hits for rookie as Waldo Cabrera. Yanks fall three and a half games behind Houston for best record in the American League. The Astros just won in Chicago 21-5. to Week two of the NFL preseason has home games for the Giants Sunday against Cincinnati and the Jets. Monday night versus Atlanta. Tom Brady was not with Tampa Bay all week, and it's not known when he's going to return. Bucks coach Todd Bowles said we'll see. It's not known why Brady left the team, but Bowles said he's not concerned. We do now know when Deshaun Watson will start playing for Cleveland. Week 13 against his old team, Houston. Watson's suspension for sexual misconduct was raised from the original six games to a mutually agreed to 11 games. John Stash, Bloomberg. John.
3: All right, thanks, John. Uh, Head of the cash open on Wall Street. We have right now the Dow Futures down 183 points. And right now it is 537 on Wall Street. Bloomberg Radio is on the air from San Francisco to New York, London to Hong Kong. And let's do our tri-state business report. And for that, here's Ed Corey.
11: Madison Square Garden Entertainment is thinking about a spinoff of its arena and theaters along with its cable networks. The businesses include Madison Square Garden, Radio City Music Hall, The Beacon, and Chicago Theaters. It also includes the MSG and MSG Plus cable networks. Gateway, a series of tunnel and bridge projects to improve connections between New York and New Jersey, is ramping up hiring in order to gain access to billions in funding over the next year. It's required to show it has sufficient technical staff and controls in place in order to be eligible for its next round of federal grants. A person close to the project says the hiring could run into the dozens. Suffolk County, New York on Long Island had its general obligation bond rating raised two levels by S&P Global. The move comes as federal stimulus cash and higher sales tax collections boost its finances.
3: That's your Bloomberg Tri-State Business Report. I'm Ed Corey. All right, thanks, Ed. It is now 538 on Wall Street. Let's check in now with our global news tune for some of the top stories heard on our 300 affiliate radio stations around the world.
1: John Doniger telling 1010 Wins listeners there's talk of
0: spinning off the Rockettes. I'm Gina Cervetti and for WBBM in Chicago I'm reporting that Rivian plans to stop selling its less expensive version of its electric pickup truck.
7: I'm Jeff Bellinger,
5: and on WTVN in Columbus I'm reporting that Columbus based Express is expanding its spin-off chain of edit clothing
0: shops. I'm Caroline Hepker on Bloomberg DAB Digital Radio in London. We are reporting on record low consumer confidence in Britain, and retail sales that see shoppers pay more to buy less.
11: I'm Ed Corey on WWJ in Detroit. I'm reporting GM and Ford want to deploy a limited number of self-driving vehicles without
3: steering wheels or brake pedals. And it's 539 on Wall Street.
6: The following is an editorial from Bloomberg Opinion. This editorial
9: was written by the Bloomberg Editorial Board. Around the world, delays in visa processing are preventing countless foreigners from coming to the U.S. While processing times vary greatly from consulate to consulate, the average wait for an appointment to obtain a U.S. visitor visa is nearly eight months. These delays hurt the U.S. economy, sap investment, and undermine America's image. But unlike more politically fraught immigration issues, this problem is eminently fixable. The Biden administration should intensify its efforts to speed up the visa processing system. The global competition for investment, talent, and influence is only going to grow fiercer in coming years. The U.S. should embrace any measures that help it stay in the game. This editorial was written by the Bloomberg Editorial Board. For more Bloomberg Opinion, please go to Bloomberg.com opinion or O-P-I-N-G-O on the Bloomberg Terminal.
6: This has been Bloomberg Opinion. This
3: is Bloomberg Daybreak. And futures this morning point to a lower open on Wall Street. Dow futures down 170 points. That's down half a percent. s and e-mini futures down 29 points. And the Nasdaq futures 107 points
6: lower. Markets, headlines and breaking news 24 hours a day at bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg business app and at bloomberg Quick Tape. This is a Bloomberg business flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow, And U.S. Stock Index futures falling this morning, along with Treasuries, after a chorus of Federal Reserve officials re- reiterated their resolve to continue rate hikes. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures are down 28 points. Dow futures down 157. And NASDAQ futures down 109. The DAX in Germany is down four-tenths of a percent. Ten-year Treasury down 1230 seconds, yield 2.92 percent. The yield on the two-year, 3.24 percent. Nymex crude oil. Oil is down 1.4% on $1. 23 at $89.25 a barrel. Comex Gold is down a quarter percent or $4.10 at 17 67. 10 an ounce. The euro, 1.0076 against the dollar. British pound, 1.1874. 1. The yen, 136.59. And Bitcoin's down more than 7%. It's at $21,700. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael.
4: Karen, thank you very much. A federal federal magistrate judge is giving the Justice Department one week to propose redactions to the affidavit, which led to the FBI search of President Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. The NFL and the Players Association handed down an 11-game suspension to Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. He was accused by more than two dozen women of sexual misconduct. In baseball, the Yankees and Mets lost. The Red Sox, Orioles, A's, and Giants also lost. The Nationals won. And just out of good measure, the Astros put a what-for-and-why whipping on the White Sox. 21-5. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg John. That was baseball, not football, and they did play football last
3: night. Oh, okay, that too. <laughs> it is five forty nine on Wall Street. We are live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. It's time uh, now to take a look at some of the latest headlines out of D.C. Longtime Trump CFO Weiselberg pleading guilty to tax fraud. And the Trump search affidavit could be partly unsealed, at least that's according to a federal judge. Let's take a deeper dive into these stories this morning. We're joined by Bloomberg Washington reporter Jack Fitzpatrick. Uh, Jack, thanks for being with us this morning. What's the next step in uh, this uh, trial in New York where uh, the... uh, uh, CFO for the Trump Organization has pleaded guilty and now is headed to Rikers Island, presumably.
8: Yes, uh, he is headed to Rikers Island. Uh, he took the deal that gives him a maximum, uh, or I guess the standard of five months, but with good behavior, that could be 100 uh, days. Uh, that's opposed to, he faced as much as 15 years for these. The next step is a part of this plea deal is him testifying against the Trump organization uh, that that is, that is part of the agreement. Now, that is not. Testifying against the former president himself, um, but it, there clearly is another shoe to drop uh, as it pertains to these tax fraud charges because he took this deal, uh, pleading guilty uh, to you know the, the the issue is essentially a system of unreported payments, giving people houses and cars and that kind of thing instead of reporting their uh, their taxes, their, the payments that they're supposed to pay taxes on. Uh, so there, there, this will become a bit more broad as he. Uh, potentially implicates others in the trump organization uh, as part of that plea deal the trump organization the business potentially could be dissolved at some
3: point because of all this is that correct Uh,
8: That that is, I I think, not out of uh, not out of the question. Um, Hard to say exactly how this will affect the organization. I mean, you know, the the CFO, the longtime CFO, is not a small bit player, uh, and if he is going to testify against uh, the organization more broadly in these tax schemes, then it's it's hard to even really place a limit on the effect uh, on the organization itself i I think the the questions we can't answer right now are who else specifically does this lead to uh but as it pertains to the trump organization uh, on the whole uh it's it's very bad news for the cfo to uh take this deal and to plan to uh cooperate and provide more information about the extent of the the tax fraud charges yeah, I'm, I've lost count the number of people in the orbit of Donald
3: Trump who, uh, who've gone to jail at this point. Let's move on to the, uh, the search warrant. There's the warrant itself, which we know about, and then the affidavit surrounding it. Two separate things, but, uh, what's happening on that front?
8: Yeah, so it looks like at least part of the affidavit will end up uh, coming to light, the uh, federal judge in this case said he is not inclined to ho- to, con- to keep that affidavit fully sealed. This would be the the justification behind getting the search warrant to search uh, Mar-a-Lago last week. Uh, this this is in response to a push by several media organizations that want to see it. It is typically very unusual for this kind of affidavit to be made public, uh, but obviously this is. These 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 are unusual circumstances. It's extremely high profile. It regards a, a former president. Uh, so the the judges uh, said that the, you know a, a partial uh, revealing of the information in this affidavit uh, is, is possible. The question then is how much does DOJ seek to uh, to keep secret, and if they try to keep uh, essentially the whole thing secret, uh, it may be taken out of their hands. The judge could make the final decision on how much is released, but for now it's up to DOJ to make a proposal on how much of this they want to. Uh, redact before presumably at least some of this would be made public
3: i expect we're going to hear the phrase heavily redacted in association with this uh jack a pleasure thanks for being with us this morning bloomberg's jack fitzpatrick karen
1: all right john thanks it's 553 on wall street time now for the bloomberg law report we get to the legal stories we're watching this morning from bloomberg's jeff bellinger <laughs>
5: The California Supreme Court refused to toss a lawsuit against Sony Music over the authenticity of songs on a Michael Jackson album that was released after the singer's death. John Hancock Insurance will pay $26 million to resolve New York's claims that the company terminated long-term care policies before policyholders exhausted benefits. Miami Marlins General Counsel Ashwin Krishnan is leaving the team
6: to become the head of legal at the sports betting startup Better. Bloomberg Law, everything you need, all on one legal research platform, including guidance, analysis, and Bloomberg Market Intelligence. Find out more at BloombergLaw.com.
1: Jeff, thank you. Now let's get more on the legal implications of Alan Weisselberg's guilty plea. The Trump Organization's longtime chief financial officer pleaded guilty to evading taxes on a free apartment and other perks, striking a deal with prosecutors that could make him a star witness against the company at a trial this fall. Well, as part of his agreement, the 75-year-old will spend five months behind bars, followed by five years of probation, and will pay nearly $2 million in back taxes, penalties, and interest. For more on the development, June Grasso speaks to Greg Farrell the Bloomberg investigative reporter for our legal enforcement team. Is this plea deal Weiselberg flipping on Trump?
7: No, not in the sense that we understand flipping as being, let's say, Michael Cohen several years ago, where, as Cohen describes, he decided to plead guilty and he you know testified to the best of his knowledge, including against Trump in the Stormy Daniels case and related cases, and eventually has really been aggressive in promoting that. Weiselberg's trying to walk a fine line. He wants to and uh, succeeded in reducing exposure to like five months maximum. He's a guy who's 75, so that matters. I mean, he might get, you know, less than that. And he's pleading guilty to 15 charges. And he'll be required, if called to testify in the rest of the trial against the Trump organization, to testify about what he did. So it's not like ratting out Donald Trump personally, saying I was in the room with him and did this, but just providing testimony that as an official, the guy who actually controlled the finances and the payments, et cetera, of the company, it's going to be very damaging to the organization and implicitly to Trump himself.
1: He didn't implicate Trump or his family and he's not going to testify about Trump and his family. And he hasn't cooperated with prosecutors in their broader investigation into Trump. So why give him a deal?
7: I think the prosecutors, A, must have realized that despite the fact that he's facing 15 years, a guy his age, on something like this where there's not a lot of case history, he's probably not going to get anywhere near that. And then the effort and manpower going into prosecuting him versus the value he would have to testify in court about his role there like, public relations-wise, it's already a victory, you know, because everybody was giving up on Alvin Bragg when the investigation of Trump for dead, you know, when those two star appointees of Cy Vance left. And now this is very much back in the game. So it's a momentum for the DA's office if they want to continue pursuing Trump himself it cuts out a very toilsome part of the trial against an individual. And it's much tougher to get a criminal conviction of a guy who's 75 years old and you generate some sympathy for him than it is an an organization. People just don't care about finding an organization guilty. The organization's not going to jail. So there are several upsides, you know, embedded in this for the prosecution.
1: And that's Greg Farrell, the Bloomberg investigative reporter for our legal enforcement team, speaking with June Grosso. Catch more of that interview plus analysis of the latest legal news by subscribing to the Bloomberg Law Podcast or downloading the show at Bloomberg.com slash podcast. Attorneys can find exceptional legal research and business development tools at BloombergLaw.com and on the Bloomberg Terminal at Blaw Go. And futures this morning, they're lower. S&P futures down about 32 points. Dow futures are down one hundred eighty-four and Nasdaq futures down one hundred nineteen. The ten-year Treasury down eleven thirty seconds. Yield two point nine two percent. Still ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak, we have a check of the business headlines and all the news you need to start your day. And this is Bloomberg.